0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is part two of season two, episode 20 of the Romans Empire podcast. Still doesn't have a name yet. Hopefully, Psalm comes up with something clever throughout the course of this show. Um, but yeah, in this section, we basically talk about all the transfer news, um, any other random club news, as well as Twitter questions. So um, let's get right into it, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'll uh, start us off. Um, so the first one, which was something that was heated up throughout the week, has cooled down a lot uh, over the past 24 hours um is uh the news about nicolo barea and he says that is that come on man i have to remind you to use your
0: real italiano accent uh, hey. yeah. there you
1: go okay <laughs> yeah, and i use my hands too so um <laughs> reportedly uh the sporting director at, Cag- at cagliari they said or he says uh, we continue to talk to, talk about him. We do interviews and issue statements, but evidently we're not being clear clear enough. We reiterate we reiterate that he'll stay for at least the next six months, so not ruling out a summer transfer, but kind of ruling out any chance of him being transferred out this this uh, transfer window. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'll start off with you, Andreas. What were your thoughts on? potentially getting him and how do you feel now
2: um well i think that if we wait till the summer we can get a cheaper price obviously january midway through the season it's always going to be hard to kind of get one of your te- i mean i think he is a team captain so taking a team captain away from a side is not going to be easy um he His girlfriend or wife is apparently expecting a child, so he thinks that it might not be the right time to come to England. He's a great player, apparently. I I don't have much to say about him, uh, but there's something, I don't know what it is about Italian people that they just kind of tend to stay for the most part in Italy. they rather, you know, like Bonucci, for example, left Juve and went to AC Milan for a year. Like, something about staying in Italy. Obviously the weather is great. I'm sure that, you know, going from there to to rainy London isn't the best move, but I think they're just kind of comfortable and with this whole family situation, I don't see it happening in the next 6 months if if it even comes to happening. I mean,
0: there's a trend with Italian players, right? They're they're very similar to English players in terms of them not really going abroad all too much. Um there's a, of course there's a rare occasion where they do, but in general, um, young Italian talents, especially, uh, like to stay and 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 round out their game in Italy before going abroad. And then usually, when they do go abroad, it's to one of the major clubs. Um, so you know, I think I, I, to be honest, I really never bought into this whole transfer rumor to begin with. I always thought it was a little bit too good to be true. Um, I don't think a player like this is ever going to be available. Um, In January, it's very rare. Like, yeah, we did lock up Pulisic, but uh, Barella, B- Barella is a completely different story. Andres said he's a captain of his side, um, and he's highly sought after in Italy. Clubs like Juve and Napoli have been sniffing around as well. I just don't see him leaving. Uh, he really has no reason to if he has, you know, the major Italian clubs and and the big boys chasing after him there. So, yeah, I mean, it's I, I... not going to happen, but... um. You know, it, it is something to keep an eye on because if we do not get a replacement in in this window, um, we could possibly turn our attention to him again in the summer. So, um, yeah. Uh, Zach, just, just
2: one uh, thing so, I wanted to yeah, say also. Ahead. Sorry, he's I think what twenty one years old, yeah. and he's just now broken into the into like the national international team, like the actual Italian national team. Yeah. So, what better way? Like, if if you're a twenty one year old, you're making it to the team. If you're trying to cement your place in that team, wouldn't you want to play for the biggest clubs in your country, like,
0: mm-hmm. or you would of, just want to get the most playing time possible? Right. We we is, are.
2: It's a, it's an uphill battle for yeah. Chelsea to get this guy, especially in January. His again, his personal situation aside, like, if we manage to do this, we're gonna have to promise. Like, I I understand that apparently Zola spoke to him. Like, we're gonna have to promise and actually come pull through with like every sort of possible like i don't know i don't know how to say it just anything that he asks for has to be done in, in order to get him like that you promise him 30 games he better be getting 40 games a season like it's gonna be tough to to get that guy out of italy
1: zach i just can't believe you're giving me shit about my accent when you just called him barella so um well i don't try hypocritical. to
0: i don't try to <laughs> I, I, I don't try to act italiano when i'm not italiano you understand
1: Capish. um so let's, <laughs> let's, let's uh let's so i mean obviously at this point it feels like we're not gonna get Barilla, but there's another option out there his name is leandro pa- paredes and uh i said that with the the argentinian accent right there how do you how does that how does that sound um do argentinians so, have the list some of them do i think i don't know it sounds it sounds eh. it's, it sounded it sounded more formal um <laughs> anyway so uh 24-year-old Argentinian midfielder placed uh, in Russia for Zenit. Uh, Chelsea reportedly bid in excess of 30 million uh, pounds for him, or I don't know if it was for pounds or euros, but anyway, Zenit wants 40. So there's a 10 million pound gap in between that. Um, As of now, this move seems more likely than Barea. Um, I'll start off with you, Andreas. Uh, What do you think? This is good business or uh, what's going on?
2: Well, it sounds like we're looking at him to be a like for like kind of player for the Regista role and, and give Jorginho a break. Um, I don't know how well he's done at Zenit, but I remember his time at Roma. He was a great prospect. Um, he wasn't playing as much as he wanted at that point, but he went to Russia. I think he's like a mainstay on the side. I think he has like kind of a chip on his shoulder. Um Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Well, for for one, Argentina right now is not doing too hot. So moving to a club like Chelsea is only going to help his prospects, uh, like in the international sphere. I think that uh, sorry can get the best out of him from his for his skill set, and at 24 years old, like this guy could be in this in the side for a while. So, I mean, with the inflated market, 30 to 40 million for a January move is not bad business.
0: I don't know. I, I I think it's a lot of money for a guy that's going to be mainly used as a rotation player. I mean, I mean, who knows if that's really what we're going to use him for, but Jorginho Osari's guy, right? So it's kind of hard to see him getting displaced in a squad. If we do sign him, I am kind of afraid that there is the risk of another potential Danny Drinkwater situation, not in terms of Paredes is the same level or caliber of player that Drinkwater is, but in the sense that we're going to spend all this money on a guy who's not – you know, not necessarily not going to get a look in, but not going to get adequate playing time for, you know, um, the, the the amount of playing time that he deserves or that uh, amounts to his ability. So overpaying for someone that we'll be using sparingly is my worry. Best case scenario, this gives Jorginho competition um, from what I know and from the research I've done – he he has a very very specific skill set. He could ping a long ball. He's great at set pieces. Um, we talked about his chi- about the chip on his shoulder, but he does seem like a like a more direct option as opposed to Jorginho. It looks like he operates a little bit higher up the pitch. He plays uh he plays more long balls. He plays more um, vertical as opposed to horizontal, um, which is always a welcome sight for Chelsea fans. For this kind of money um i would really really like to see the kovacic situation get cleared up um because if we do spend 40 million on a guy uh a midfield player who could who could play in kovacic's position what does that necessarily say about our plan for kovacic so if we do bring him in on one hand he could become the next danny drinkwater in terms of playing time or on the other hand he could overtake kovacic's spot or jorginho's spot and uh be a real impact player for the team but I think the main point I'm trying to make here is that regardless of the price, I think we've targeted the right type of player to fill in that midfield void that we have. Um, and, and a player that's extremely talented as well. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we we talked a little bit before the podcast, Andres mentioned it, the clubs are only 10 million apart. So that means that they have been in negotiations and that there is a willingness on both sides to go through with the deal. So all signs are pointing to a deal being completed soon. Hopefully it happens sooner than later because the new philosophy is going to be a little bit different for him. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I I do think that it'll be a decent bit of business for January.
1: All right. Next, we got to get into the Cho saga, which has been one of the most dramatic heart wrenching, just overall infuriating sagas that I've ever dealt with with a single player. So Every day I feel differently than I did the day before. Um earlier in the week it was reported that show would only be sold if there was a buyback clause included. Um I mean, why can't the club just say no and not sell him at all? Uh today he posted on his Instagram <coughs> Oh sorry, excuse me, as Andreas talked about in the first part with the caption of don't always believe what you hear and then um deleted it a couple hours later. So, I don't know what to think about that. It's all really confusing, and I, I feel very vulnerable at the moment just thinking about it. <laughs> Another week has gone by with this Cho saga. Zach, I'll, I'll start off with you. Did your opinion change on whether he'll stay or did he go? Or was it like me like changing day, day by day?
0: It was at first, but now I think I'm pretty certain that he's gonna wind up staying
1: at the club. I think after he kisses his badge and resigns. After he them, kisses yeah. the badge yeah. and resigns yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, listen to our first episode and you, and you might Plug. get an idea. It was really Boom. funny. I
1: have to. You
0: know. Um. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. We talked about <laughs> me at Khalifa too. So, um, <laughs> if that's your thing, you know,
1: why not?
0: Anyways, um. No, I I don't think that he's gonna wind up leaving the club. I think. Sorry has been really, really forward about uh, his feelings on Callum hudson odoi and I think uh, he's even insinuated that you know he's going to be a regular member of the starting eleven. And this is coming after he, after he said that he sees Callum hudson odoi on the same level as guys like Willian and Pedro. So um, you know he's getting the praise from the manager that he needs. Um, he's getting the playing time that he needs. He started at Wembley in a cup match against our arch rivals against Tottenham, which that is absolutely huge, especially if he came through the ranks at Chelsea, like he did. Um, hopefully he gets a start at Arsenal at the weekend. You know, I, I I think if he does start against Arsenal, it'll be a really, really positive sign for Chelsea. Um, and something that's almost unprecedented. We're giving our youth a chance, but not in these, you know, garbage, uh, matches, uh, cut matches where we're just playing pub sides. I mean, we're playing them against Tottenham and Arsenal. Those are two of our biggest rivals back-to-back. So if he gets playing time in that game, it'll be a good sign. I don't think he's leaving. Hopefully he stays forever and ever and ever because I love him and I adore him and I think he's so special. Um, and if we do wind up losing him, I mean – Basically, our whole youth system will be the biggest farce in Europe, as far as I'm concerned. So, Andres, what, what do you think? Is he staying or is he going?
2: I, I think at this point he's staying. And people, the rumors previous to his post were that, oh, Calvin Hudson and Adoy is just going to let his contract run down and then eventually make it to Bayern anyway. And here's my take on that yes, Ribery and Robin are leaving, but Bayern always poaches some young one of their rivals anyway. They're not going to lose time or a full other year to find a replacement that they so desperately may need. And Chelsea isn't stupid. Like you said, if he starts against Arsenal, he may not sign the contract in this, in this, uh, the remainder of the season, but he'll, he'll be in the plans. Like for him to be 18 years old, to start against one of our biggest rivals would we'll be like, all right, man, we're, we're letting you shine now. Like, now it's your you know, if you do well, you, the more more will come. Like it's not Newcastle, it's not Huddersfield, it's it's Arsenal. They are literally one spot below us in the table. So hopefully that can be the the start of many more big games. But yeah, I mean that right now the club let, let's be real. Summer comes around, it is gonna be very hard for me to believe that William and Pedro both stay. It's very hard for me to believe that Pulisic is coming in and technically Pulisic and Cho are the left wing and right wingers of the future. So you would think that those guys are your first backup options to hazard and whoever stays at right wing, like simple as that those guys are going to need time, need the time to transition. And if they overtake, obviously maybe not hazard, but if they overtake somebody in the right wing, it happens. Great. But you can't just throw them in and expect them to play every single game every single week because then you might have a thing with Christensen and suddenly they don't have any confidence, etc., etc. I think he stays.
1: Uh, speaking of Pulisic, we actually got a Twitter question from at BoneDaddyCool um, regarding uh, Pulisic. He asks, okay, so I know we're all excited about Captain America coming to the club, but is the way the Chelsea account is – Uh, is spamming us with nonstop posts about him a bit annoying and in a way proving what people are saying that this is only a marketing move uh andreas what do you think is this a marketing move or um do we actually believe in the player
2: i mean i'm sure that there's some motivation on that end i think right now i think those posts are a marketing move um because It'll get the conversation going that yes, that kid's coming to England, and therefore companies will start wanting to make deals with Chelsea leading into the season that Pulisic is here. So those posts could be for that reason. But I think that that they actually do believe in the player. I mean, he he is one of like what was it like fifteen players who are under twenty one that have over a hundred caps for for one club of and country. Those quote
0: unquote wonder kids that yeah, talks
2: about. like. It, and then there was a rumor like, oh, sorry, didn't know he was coming. But then when you saw the interview with his of, of Pulisic's dad, they had been in contact with Sari, and sorry specifically told them what the plan was. So I think the, the club and our manager believe in this kid. So yes, at the end of the day, it's a business, and I find those posts are happening when they are like right now, rather than waiting till he's here, because if you're if you have the chance to to, to you know get some money on the table for what's coming six months from now, how are you going to say no to that? So it's annoying. Yes, but it's, it's business savvy in my, my opinion.
0: It's very business savvy, but at the same time, it fills a void in our squad that we needed to fill. Um, It's William and Pedro are getting older. We need a young, exciting winger to kind of mold into this, uh, philosophy and Pulisic seems ideal for that on the pitch, but as well, um, uh, but but also in a business sense, you know, he's. Imagine how many Chelsea kits are gonna sell when next year's jersey comes out with the name Pulisic on the back. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm gonna get one, and I know last week we we said all three of us were actually gonna get one. So I could add that to the to the to the United States national team Pulisic jersey that I have too. So, yeah, it, it's a total marketing move. I mean, it's not—it's um, not a
1: total marketing move, though. Oh, I mean, of it, course, would,
0: uh, it, it's foolish to not think that it would be a marketing move. But it just—here's the thing. I mean, marketing I move. Think...
1: When you get when you have the best American player, arguably, I mean, people are saying could be of all time. Um, I mean, why would you yeah, not is, try to attract? Shit. Why? Why would you not try to attract all the American market? You know, there's so many people who don't have a team. You know, that, that don't watch Premier League. If no, they see it, that Pulisic is coming to Chelsea, they're going to just be like, "All right, I'll be a Chelsea fan. I'll be i yeah, support Chelsea." Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would they not do that? You know, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't think no, that no it's, it's a clearly... smart it's a smart move on the club on
0: the club's yeah. part, and I mean, it worked I... on both fronts because business wise, it, it it ticks all the boxes. But then on the pitch, like the actual on field product, could tick all the boxes as well in the mm-hmm. long run. And as far as a, as far as a transfer fee goes we're going to make all that money back in the first week just in jersey sales yeah so. i guess
1: i guess it's a win-win situation for chelsea exactly and if it doesn't if he doesn't pan out they're gonna he's still young yeah, the, or i still mean get something i'm yeah or i mean just the, the marketing that you get from him um yeah all right so we have another question from nick lennartson um this was actually a, a was it Shout mid, out
0: to Nicholan Artson. That it was guy, actually a mid recording question,
1: huh? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So he actually tweeted us this uh while we were recording.
1: Yeah, um, so this is a yeah. this is a very fresh question. So he asks or he says, Some of our players are out of the spotlight but need to be offloaded. Cahill, Moses, drinkwater, piazzon, etc. Your thought will they or should they be sold from Chelsea? Um i'll start off yes 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 any (laughs) of those names sound like uh maybe maybe it's such should be given a little bit of a more chance but
0: gary cahill gary cahill does need some sort of like proper sending off Mm -hmm. you know maybe after maybe we could sub him on late in like you know whatever match it is before he departs and give him like the sending off that he deserves but in terms of like it, it, he's he, he's a he's a he's a Chelsea legend I don't, I don't care what anybody says people love to talk shit about Cahill but the guy has won everything and done everything for us so I don't know I don't know many center backs nowadays that'll literally stick their whole entire face in front of a ball um <laughs> yeah in the in, in the penalty area so what about you on Andreas what
2: about any, anything um, I think we need to keep Drinkwater for social media purposes, um, strictly because he is commenting in every single one of his teammates' oh, posts. Oh yeah, uh-huh. he's a really great. good teammate, isn't he? Oh, he. Oh, but on the on a real Drinkwater is living the life. He's getting paid, I think, close to two hundred thousand a week just to be the top comment on every post. Like, what what <laughs> else? Like that guy is literally living the life. I think. I'm jealous. To be honest, I think Cahill and Moses, they are days away from not being Chelsea players anymore. Um, Piazzan's interesting because it, it's kind of like, like an unknown entity, but people are still interested. So, hey, if he can get a permanent move and he can get some playing time, good for him. And then Drinkwater, I'm shocked that he's still with us. I really am. Like I forgot that he's with us. Often. I forgot I was, Victor
1: Moses was still with us.
2: Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not sure how Drinkwater hasn't – like he's – you you hear those jokes like oh he's like a brexit player like he's your proper brexit means brexit like how come west ham or i don't know i mean stoke isn't in the in the prem league but like how come a team like, like that yeah. hasn't signed him just yeah, let
0: like, the guy go like mark noble doesn't need to be replaced come on the guy's <laughs> been needing to be replaced the last five years come on west ham get your shit together now you got now you got arnautovic money so it looks like he's gonna yeah. dip
2: China, um, yeah, but it, it, I don't know if Drinkwater's just like stubborn and he knows that he's not going to get Chelsea-type money elsewhere, but hey.
0: better play to him. He played his cards right.
2: Yeah, he was smart to get that contract, and now he's just hanging out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think they all should be sold. Um, trying to think if there's anybody else, but I think those are the four main ones because at that point there should be no excuse to, you know, Cahill's out, Ampadu gets more playing time, Moses is out, Cho gets more playing time. Drinkwater's out. That's even more space for Ampadu, and next season that's space for Mason Mount. So I think
0: I, I think that's a problem though because we Cahill, Moses, and Drinkwater. I know that they're uh, I know that they're homegrown players. I want to say Piazzone is because I'm pretty sure that he came up through our academy, but
2: I I'm think not his a loans. I think that. his loan situation kind of screwed him out of that. But yeah. I mean, like I said, Cahill, Moses, and Drinkwater. All those can re replace well, replace quote unquote be. Yeah, replace like uh, like I said Cahill, Ampadu, Ampadu's homegrown Moses, Cho, Cho's homegrown. Drinkwater, Mount. That's an upgrade, and Mount's already homegrown. So, I so mean, oh. is it?
0: it so, sorry to cut you off, but I, I was just looking at the script here, and I and I find it in, in, insanely ironic and so Chelsea that. We're talking about guys like Gary Cahill, Victor Moses, Drinkwater, Piazon. Like, we're talking about them leaving the club, and we really only have good things to say about them, right? Gary Cahill's a legend. Victor Moses deputized at the right wing back role, gave us more than we could ever ask for. Danny Drinkwater never really did anything wrong. Piazon never really did anything at all besides <laughs> train with us. And then the next person on our list happens to be our club record signing. Who we all hate
1: with a burning passion. Well, at the time, club record signing. We've at the, cl- at the time, club We've record signing. It since, but, yeah, let's just all hop aboard the Marata merry-go-round. And just, uh, this has been a wild <laughs> ride. He's been linked with uh, a move to both Spain and Italy. So the latest name on the list is uh, actually Atletico. Um, they just love, love our love our... Um, our strikers that don't work out, they, they, always, they love to well, take he, them off our hands. he came up
0: through their youth ranks.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, going back to them would be good. Um Brilliant of sorts. Uh, I mean, any, anywhere would be ideal. Uh, just anywhere not on Chelsea. Um, but, so, and he's reportedly to take a pay cut, actually, in order to make that move happen. So, I mean, Andreas will that's start off That's one
0: thing that he's done well for us, uh, right? Yeah,
1: that's the first good decision he's ever made for us. Um, Andreas... <laughs> Do you buy this, or uh, what do you think?
2: I kind of do. One thing that Morata really succeeds at is playing second fiddle to a better striker. And (laughs) that sounds awful, but when Ronaldo... has two better strikers. Right, when Ronaldo and Benzema came off in Madrid's kind of shining years these past couple years, he was scoring goals, like, whenever... Because he wasn't dependent on every week to be the guy. And some people aren't, don't have to... The kind of uh, spine to do that. So Balls. this move is is beneficial. Yeah, it's beneficial for him because it's a league he he knows. Um, again, all the weight is going to be on Griezmann to, to be scoring. Uh, Atletico does play a lot more crosses into the box than we do. So again, something that benefits him. And he gets to go back to his lovely Madrid. So everything that he loves, uh, a softer league so he can be on the ground and actually get the whistle called on him. No pressure. And on top of that, he gets to go back to his home, which he probably still owns at Madrid. So, hey, good for you, Morata. Maybe we can even get our money back.
0: There's no way Diego Simeone can be this stupid. (laughs) I mean, like this is one of the best managers in world football over the last, what, five to seven years? I mean, he, he he just epitomizes like that type of manager that doesn't put up with bullshit, and he has a bunch of players in his squad that don't put up with bullshit as well. So like, if this move does happen, I I, I have a feeling it's going to be one of Simeone's worst signings yet, and I think uh, Alvaro Morata is going to have a new nickname when when he does get embedded into that squad. I I, I have a feeling he's going to be Diego Costa's bitch. Um, he's just going to be like his lap dog, cleaning his boots. Um, the, the, down on his hands and knees begging him not to not to get his ass kicked in a dressing room that day for missing a, a 1v1 like I, I want it to be true but until i see him holding up an atletico kit um, and signing those papers i won't believe it because this is just another one of those clubs that's being linked with him and although it does seem that it's closer um than 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 the whole Betis and Sevilla and AC Milan situations were, um, it, it's transfer season, right? They don't silly call it season. silly season for nothing. Yeah, right. exactly. So the,
2: the craziest thing to me was Simeone came out with a quote recently saying that one of the things he admires of Morata is that he can play with his back to goal. And it's just like, wait, did I hear that correctly? Like, he hasn't what?
0: watched any Chelsea. <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe it's one of those things that like – Simeone has this like nightmare of Morata scoring on his teams in the past kind of like how Chelsea used to obsess with players that killed them and then they just signed them like when we finally got Falcao like three years yeah. late but who knows um, if it's Simeone's demise, hell, whatever take yeah. him yeah. <laughs>
1: um, so I think the, the the one player that's been talked about the most to come in and replace Morata has been Iguain. Um, says that you know, he said that he wants to leave AC Milan in order to reunite with Sari. I mean, these are the rumors that are going around. He's He specifically said that, he, and Gattuso has confirmed that um, he said that he wants to leave AC Milan. Um, Chelsea reportedly offered to take him on loan until the end of the season or for 18 months um, with a buyout at the end. Um, Juve will only accept a deal if they accept Milan's loan terms. That include a $32 uh, million option to buy in the summer. Um, so that's... Uh, Iguain right now 31 years old and although he's aging he's had his best season uh, he had his best season under Sarri while at Napoli Um, uh, Zach I want to get your thoughts on potentially getting Iguain. should we pursue this move further uh, or how do you feel on it
0: Juve are generally very tough customers to bargain with, and Chelsea doesn't really have a good history at bargaining with Juventus as well. Um, you know, we, we we look at the Alexandro situation from a few summers ago, and we just went back and forth in terms of price, and Juve just would not budge whatsoever. And it looks like they're going to do the same with Gonzalo Higuain, because I think Juve's smart enough to know that someone out there will be stupid enough to pay $32 million um, for I don't know if he'll be 32 at the time, but a 31-year-old striker who has been relatively out of form all season. I think he's only scored a handful of goals since October um, for AC Milan. Look, there's no doubt in my mind that if he does come to Chelsea, and he does come to Chelsea fit, because that's a big thing with Higuain, he tends to get pretty chubby. Um, hmm. uh, if he does come fit, there's no doubt that that he'll score some goals and, and help us carry us over the line into the Champions League next season. The issue I have with it is if we do go forward with the deal, $32 million for a 31-year-old, that's not a long-term solution. I just think it could be money well spent elsewhere. Um, and elsewhere meaning let's look at some different strikers that could just get the job done for now. We're not going to find a surefire solution in January for our striker problem. So as long as we can find someone to just kind of carry us over the line, similarly to, similarly to what Giroud did last year, we should be fine and I don't necessarily think Gonzalo is gonna be the right one because Juve is not gonna budge on their terms. But let's say Juve drops the price to like ten to twelve million. Um
2: that'll never happen.
0: <laughs> which will never ever happen. Yeah, exactly. Um then the deal becomes, you know, realistic. But we also know Marina to be a real tough customer when it comes to negotiating as well. It, i i I don't think this deal happens i think i think chelsea's wasting time and wasting energy and resources where they could be looking somewhere else
2: man okay well we're taking a different take on this one i i think this is almost a done deal uh even though it's as complicated as it is like there's reports of milan already looking for a replacement um technically they could get andre silva back from sevilla if they really wanted to um the thing, the thing about Iguain and, and why I think this can happen is that we're still in a top four race. Like we mentioned previously, the, the false knight is working defensively. We're not scoring goals now. Hazard, again, hasn't signed a new deal, isn't really loving his striker position. Iguain has played in the system. Iguain has succeeded in the system. Up until he went to Milan where he's not getting service, he was scoring lots of goals at Juve, at Napoli. Higuain has been a starting striker for teams like Juve, Napoli, Real Madrid, and he has been successful and scoring plenty of goals at all levels. And I think it's necessary. Like you mentioned like, oh, we need someone that can kind of just do the job. And Giroud, trust me, I loved the signing, but we still didn't make top four that season. We won the FA Cup, but we're in the Europa League and Giroud was supposed to help us there. I think we need to. Yes, he's 31, but there's a little bit of difference in quality here. Iguain has great link-up play too, so it's not just like oh, he's just going to score goals. He should be facilitating for others. Um, yes, he's third. He's going to be 32 by halfway through next season, but I think Iguain knows that this is his last kind of big move, and and I'm sure that he has a great relationship with Sari. So I'm sure Sari's not promising him to be the starter every single game next season like if that if this whole kind of thing is happening i'm sure he knows that right now he'll be the solution that we'll most likely try to get somebody in the summer and that he'll be splitting time so it it just seems like this might be necessary for us to just kind of clinch that fourth spot even if we are six points ahead of arsenal because i'm more worried about the team that's tied with arsenal and united who is just catching fire so i think we need goals even if it is through a 31 year old
0: if you're if you're other clubs and you're looking at Chelsea and our transfer policy and the way we've done business and negotiated and bought and sold in the last God knows how long or actually let let's say since Emanolo left, if we do go ahead and pull the trigger on this Iguain deal, what does that tell every other European club that wants to get into future negotiations with Chelsea because that it that goes against everything that Chelsea Football Club in the last year and a half to two years maybe, or even longer than that. Fuck that. It's for maybe the last three to four years, maybe even five years, um, our transfer policy has never been to go out and buy these old older players um, for these high prices who can do the business, because I'm not saying Iguain won't. I, if Iguain comes here, he's going to score loads of goals. There's no doubt in my mind, but it just goes against our transfer policy. That's why I don't think it's realistic. I, I think the price is a lot for someone of his age. And, and and I don't think Chelsea are necessarily interested in spending that kind of money on someone where they can't get technically get their money back for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I just want to get that point out there because I'm not against signing Higuain. Yeah. But I just don't think that it goes uh, – I, I don't think that it runs parallel with what Chelsea's transfer plans have been and, and Chelsea's transfer strategy has been.
2: Yeah, I just think we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like I I think we've – because our – trans and yes, we've done usually savvy business where we go for the young guy, the guy with potential to only grow while he's at Chelsea. But like we've screwed ourselves over for not splashing out the big bucks on that young, already talented, already proven striker in the last three, four windows. So yeah, I think right now this is just kind of like we need somebody now. We need someone that's not gonna completely blow the budget, and that's not Icardi because Icardi's gonna be a hundred mil. Mm-hmm. That's not DiBala, let's say, because that's even more money. Piatek, Genoa has all of the all of the chips on their side because they don't have to sell him. Um, Jovic, who is at Frankfurt, like Frankfurt has him on loan for two years, and they're in the middle of like a, a decent campaign. Then you have to deal with Benfica, so that's just. It's, it's just as complicated to get him, but the dude's like 20, so his price tag is even higher. So I just think it's like we really have put ourselves in such a shitty position at the forward uh, and who our forward is that this might be the only way to go.
1: And I think it's also the best quick fix because as currently built, I mean, the team that we have right now was built for Antonio Conte's system. We're in a completely new system, and obviously players are still adjusting, A, and B – I don't think we have the right pieces for it right now. Um, so bringing in a guy like Iguain, who knows the system, doesn't, who played in yeah, he in doesn't it. need coaching. Exactly, yeah, he'll jump into it and he's already familiar with it. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's going to replicate how he played uh, with his original stint in Napoli, um, but he he already knows how to play that system. So that's just one less player to have to worry about adjusting to you know this very confusing system that I don't even understand, but. Um, you know, if if I can't understand it, how do I expect uh you know, one of these guys to you know, guys, what I, mean? I just
0: wanna I just wanna remind you that one year ago, uh around this time, we were being linked with the likes of Andy Carroll, Ashley yes. Boss.
1: That would have been the that, that would have been one of the greatest moves if we got Andy Carroll, though. Oh god. Shithead. Would've been just garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a total shithead. That's I completely forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Andy Carroll. Fuck anybody at West Ham, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's how I feel. I mean, I really do feel it is a quick fix. I mean, we have no idea how the the terms of any loan or whatever it is going to be. So uh, my guess is that Chelsea doesn't have long-term wants with him. So anything that could be a short-term deal that wouldn't have any obligation past this summer is probably something – probably is the reason why it's taking so long to get this done because that's what – Chelsea wants and Juventus probably doesn't like that um, so I think that's it, it, it really is it, it's, it's a good short term fix because I mean we need to stay in the top four um, but yeah. anyway let's get on to the final person I want to talk about David Luiz I had mentioned earlier that you know it's not something that has been talked about too much but um, apparently he said that he, he's confident of signing an extension with the club uh, that's this is according to his agent uh but you know obviously as we know he's 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 thirty one actually I said he was thirty earlier but he's thirty one years old um Chelsea routinely do not give long term deals to players over the age of thirty. This might be a different situation um to me I think it's 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 imperative that we do resign him because as Zach said earlier he's probably the best uh playmaking defender and probably one of the best playmakers in general in in the all the Premier League um so I'll, I'll start off with you Andreas how crucial is it to re-sign David Luis and how how do you feel I mean, do you think that's going to happen
2: I think it's crucial as long as he's ready to take us lesser role perhaps like he may not be in Chelsea's best interest, he should not be the starter every single week. But at the same time, we don't have a player, and I know it's January, so I can't speak about the summer. But we don't—we're not even targeting a player who can do what he does from the back. Um, I know Rudiger has a good like passing range, but something about Luis, where those—I mean, like you said, he's got the most through balls in the Premier League by a by a mile. So that skill and and just his personality, his leadership. The connection that fans have with him directly and, and the way he represents the club is, is second to none. I think the smart thing to do is find a way of getting that one one last season from David Luiz, just one final season. Maybe next year Christensen has a bigger role. Maybe Ampadu grows in his role as well. But I think it would be smart for us to have him just one more year uh, just because of where the team is at. Rudiger is young. Christensen is young. Ampadu is young they need to learn that they need to be leaders. And David Luiz is a great example as long as we slowly fade him out as the year goes on. Because if we become too over-dependent, then we're just going to screw ourselves in the long run. So a one-year deal where we handle him as a squad rotation player is, is probably what's best for, for Chelsea. I don't know if that's what's best for David Luiz, though.
0: In terms of how long he should sign, um, I think that conversation is irrelevant. He just needs to sign, period. I think he knows that, you know, um eventually he will be phased out because we will probably want to go for a more youthful option or someone that's a little bit more defensively solid at some point um in the next year year and a half. But I think the I think the importance of re-signing him extends beyond him actually playing for us. I think it has a lot to do with what he could bring um his successor. He could teach a successor how to play similarly to the way he does. He could teach him how to step into those spaces, ping those long balls, look for look for uh, different attacking outlets, um, um, uh, different passing sequences, positioning. David Luiz is a very very smart player. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say he's the smartest ever, but he does have an extremely high IQ, and he was actually the quickest player to adapt to Sari's uh, Sari system. Um, in his Chelsea team when Sari initially came in. So I think having him just so that next center back that comes in, whether it's Christensen or, or or Ampadu or someone random from the market, David Luiz is going to be that guy that comes in there and says, Hey, instead of doing this, you should be doing this at training and in matches. He's going to be, he's going to be looked as that guy that, that locker room leader slash emotional leader that the team actually needs. Keep in mind, we did lose Cesc Fabregas. Um, and now that was a huge, huge. Uh, uh, that left a huge void in the dressing room, because Fabregas is is a leader. I mean, he's one of them He was one of the more experienced players. Players looked up to him. I mean, we saw all the emotional farewells from Hazard and Pedro and and and, and guys like uh, uh, David Luiz. Um, but signing someone who has that leadership just to keep them in the dressing room um, is arguably more important than what he could give us on the field and now that now we're also we're also uh pretty resigned to the fact that we're going to lose Cahill as well so we're going to be in desperate need of some leaders in the locker room and, and David Luiz is perfect for that if we sign him to a two-year deal which is what I think uh which is actually the deal I think we should sign him to um I think it would be best case scenario but most likely the club will probably just extend them a one-year deal and then uh reassess after so Yeah, I mean, uh, what do you think, Sam? Do you want to re-sign him? Do you think it's going to happen?
1: I absolutely want to re-sign him. I mean, I think David Luis is playing one of his best seasons of his his, uh, career right now. I mean, to be completely honest, at the age of 31, um, to be doing that, um, I think that what you said, being able to kind of be a mentor for whoever's up next, I think that having him staying with the club is going to be so good for how uh, Ampadu develops as a player. Um I I think that obviously, you know, our, our our back line, our center backs. I mean, we have when we have Rudiger and Dave, and uh David luis out there, it's it's one of my favorite center back duos and I can't believe at the beginning of the season that like when I heard that was going to be the starting duo on the first day, like I, I was had a heart attack. I was so nervous, but we both now, did. Yeah. But now like looking back, I was, I was, I was so wrong. I mean, this is, it's such a great combination. Those two, both of them being able to uh, play the long ball, both of them very, you know, physical uh, defenders as well. A lot of energy. I mean, a lot of leadership, especially from David Luis. And I mean, I I really you know you 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 really know what kind of player David Luiz is when we had a we had a free kick against Newcastle, and I think it was um, It was William uh, Marcos Alonso and David Luiz lined up to take it I mean any three of them to taking that it's like that's one of the best, you know free kick takers in in, in all of uh, England so I mean and he just runs up and kind of brushes them off and he says I'm taking it although it wasn't the best shot I mean, that's like you know, he he's he's that guy. He There's takes a respect chances. for chances. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they they kind of gave it to him, and you know, I mean, it's 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 uh, I I really don't I I don't if his agent is saying that he's comfortable that they're gonna reach an extension, then I'm I'm gonna, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But just knowing the way that Chelsea has done business, I wouldn't be surprised if um we don't get a deal done that works for both sides.
0: Well, we finally all agreed on something and it turned out to be the last transfer rumor <laughs> of this episode. Um, but anyways, yeah, th- this is the end of part two of our podcast this week. Um, make sure you follow us on uh, Twitter at Romans empire pod. Also Romans empire pod at gmail.com. That is our email. You can email us. You could tweet at us, DM us. Um, we have been asking for videos of post-match reactions or halftime reactions. um, Or just any reaction in general that has to do with Chelsea. If you DM us a thirty-second video, thirty seconds to about I'd say a minute tops, you can have a chance to actually be on our show. We'll extract that. We'll extract the the audio and and we'll play it on the podcast, and that will be the source of our next conversation. So if you guys want to guide which direction we go uh, in the podcast in terms of topics and conversations, do that.
1: And once again, like, this is your chance to be famous. You will be featured on so our famous, podcast. So famous, guys. You'll have Bone Daddy Cool, and Nick <laughs> and Chelsea
0: Eric, Chelsea and Eric Chris yeah. from Denmark tweeting at you all the time.
1: Don't you want to be a celebrity with those guys? Yeah. I know I do. I want those guys in my posse
2: for sure. Right. Definitely. And I want to give a quick shout out. Um, my cousin Carlos, yes, the Hispanic guy on the pod has a cousin Carlos who is Shocking. actually not a Chelsea fan. He's a Madrid fan. Surprised me this week. Actually, like, spitting back facts that I mentioned on the podcast. I had no idea he listened. So I thought it was pretty cool. Wanted to give him a quick shout-out because, again, unfortunately he's a Madrid fan, but he's taking time out of his day to, to listen to us Chelsea folks. So a quick shout-out to, to my boy Carlos.
1: Andres, do you have a cousin named Jose also? I had an uncle named Jose. Hey, that's good <laughs> enough. Good enough. Nice. Awesome oh man okay well that's enough
0: before it gets really racist we're gonna sign (laughs) off um but yeah make sure you guys follow us tweet at us or send us in those videos like we said you can be the first person to send us in the video that is a very rare opportunity until next time chelsea fans um we'll see you next week and keep the blue flag flying high